blessed, blessed and highly favored of the Lord in Jesus. Precious name. Amen. So, you're most welcome to today's service. And we trust that God is going to bless all of us in a special way. Amen. Can you take your Bible and say, This is my Bible? It is the word of the Lord. I'm what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I'm about to receive the rich unfailing and grafted word of God which is able to save my soul and give me an inheritance in the kingdom of God my life will never be the same never never the same in Jesus precious name amen shall we pray father we want to thank you and bless you we pray the entrance of your word brings light and illumination minister your word unto us bless us mightily through the preaching of your word in the name of the lord jesus let the lost be saved the sick be healed the bound be loose and the oppressed be set free in jesus precious name and everybody say a big amen, amen. hallelujah can you take your seat in god's presence i'm sharing a message as christ has sacrificed so sacrifice amen the word sacrifice means to give up something valued for the sake of other considerations. So anytime you are sacrificing something, it means that there is probably something you could have enjoyed, but you let it go for the sake of gaining something else. Amen. Now, Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, Let's look at from the verse number 23, Luke 9. It says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross, not on Sundays, not when he wants, but take up his cross daily and follow me hallelujah and in the verse number 24 he said whoever desires to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it 25 for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or loss the lord add his blessing to the preaching of his word amen now jesus was saying that if any man wants to follow him and be his disciple then the person must take up his cross and follow him now the cross talks about the crucifixion of christ or the sacrifice that he made so Jesus is saying that if anyone is to follow me, then he must become a sacrificial person. Tell somebody to be sacrificial. Whatever you are going to achieve on earth, you must be sacrificial. You want to be a mother, you have to sacrifice to marry. You want to be a spouse, you have to sacrifice because you lose out on uh, some certain levels of independence. Are you getting me? You want to excel in your education, you have to be sacrificing and burn the midnight oil. So, sacrificing is very, very important. Giving up something. And in fact, as Christians, Jesus uh, did something very special as an example to us by going to the cross and uh, giving up his life. As a matter of fact, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he foresaw the pains and he foresaw the way he was going to be humbled and be uh, crucified he said lord if it be possible take away this cup from me nevertheless not my will but let your will be done it means that for anybody to be able to sacrifice he must be willing and ready to lay down his will and submit to the will of god in first peter chapter 2 verse 21 First Peter chapter 2 verse 21. 
Peter said, for to this you were called. To what were you called? He said, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Christ became sacrificial and he has left us an example. So we as believers must also be sacrificial. Amen. And what did Christ come to do? He came to build his church. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 and 19, he says that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will build my church. And in First Chronicles 29 verse 1 to 3, the Bible said the palace or the church is the Lord's. Anytime that we're building the house of God, we must understand that the church is not a property of any human being. God may use a human being to be the leader or the pastor because God says in Jeremiah 3.15, I will give you pastors after my heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding, but the church doesn't belong to any pastor. It doesn't belong to any human being. The church belongs to Jesus. So whatever you be do for the church, it is unto Jesus you are doing, good or bad. But I pray that may we do good. And the good news is that Jesus said, I am building my church. And he's calling you to be a partner to it. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 3 verse, non, verse number 9. The Bible says that we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. The King James says you are God's co-workers. We are God's co-workers or we are laborers together with God. That means that God is in the business and we are his partners. Isn't that a blessing? That we are God's, God chooses us. Sinful as we are, wicked as we are, non-entities as we are, that he's going to use us to become partners in the building of his house, the building of his work, for the salvation of souls and their establishment in the kingdom of God. And that is why now when somebody calls you to do something with him and for him, the least you could do is to wholly give yourself unto that way. So in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 15, Paul admonished Timothy and said, Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them. Earlier on, I told them about committing himself to the things of God. That your profiting may appear to all. Amen. Meditate upon them. Give yourself. Tell your friend, give yourself wholly unto them. Can you imagine you marry a man who doesn't give himself wholly unto you? Or a woman? What kind of marriage is that? So, and, and the Bible says that we are married to Christ. And because we are married to Christ, we are to give ourselves holy. Tell somebody, holy. Not half-heartedly. You see, last, last week I was, I was teaching on don't lose your spiritual appetites. Amen? And I, I was sharing about the fact that most, when you are healthy, you have the appetite to eat. When somebody is not eating, it means the person is not well. The person is sick. When the person is recovering, you realize that the, the person wants to say, give me some light soup. Give me some agidi. Give me some kose. Give me some banku. Whatever to eat. In the same manner too, if somebody hasn't got appetite for spiritual things, then the person is spiritually sick. So when you don't have an appetite to read the Bible, if you are not reading the Bible, when coming to church, is a great ordeal for you, then you are spiritually sick. Are, are you getting me? Yes. If the word of God, why the word of God is being preached, you are not excited about it, then there's something. So these are things that you have to look at that, am I excited? You see, when somebody loves, there are people when football is being played, what, you say, what is this? It means nothing to them. But for the lovers of football, you dare not disturb them when their best team is playing. Yeah. Because they have a passion for it. They've got an appetite for it. 
So if you truly have an appetite for God, then we must see you voraciously eating the things of God or going after the things of God. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So do you come to the house of the Lord excitedly? Do you look forward to coming even to the house of God? David was a man after God's own heart. And when you read Psalm 42 verse 1 and 2, David said, as a deer panted for the water brooks, so my soul panted after thee. The, uh, the hearts or the deer, they always look for water. They're excited when they get water. And he says that as the heart or as the deer panted after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee. Is your soul panting? Some, when some guys like some ladies, the way their heart pant after them, they want to do everything to be able to gain the affection of that that lady are you getting me if some ladies also like some men they will do everything they'll cook every kind of food they'll dress to kill they'll do everything in order to be win affection of the person and stay close to the person and so if you are, you have a real affection for god i said if you have a real affection for god then your heart will be panting after god <laughs> your heart will be panting after god when you wake up in the morning and the first thing you are thinking about is your business. Your husband, your wife, your child, your money. Then it's not God that your, your heart is after. Look at verse number two. Let's look at it quickly. Verse number two. My soul thirsts for God. For the living God. For the living God. My soul thirsts for God and is thirsting for the living God. That means that there are dead gods. And there are other gods. What, who is God and what is God? Anything that you worship is a God to you. So you can worship your clothes. You can worship your business. You can worship your spouse. Your children can be your gods. Amen. But the psalmist said, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. It's your soul thirsting for God. And he said, when shall I, you see, when you are not hungry, you can eat. When you are not thirsty and they give you water to drink, it's a problem. It's a very difficult thing to drink water when you are not thirsty. Are you getting me? So when you are not thirsty for God and they present you God, you don't take in God. So some of us, we actually come to church, but we don't take in God. We pass through the church, but we don't allow God to pass through us. We come and show ourselves. It's like, you go to school. Akosia Jones, present say. present say. So you just came for present say. No, don't come for present say. Prepare your heart and say, I am coming for the living God. My soul thirsted for the living God. Then he asked the question. Psalm 42, verse 2. Second part. He said, When shall i come and appear before god that means that after today when am i appearing before my god in a corporate worship and even in your private prayer time and go when am i appearing before god and i want to make a submission thank god for family devotions and go but you as an individual you must have your private time with god it's very important that is when you see when you have a private conversation with somebody that is when the person really pours his or her heart onto you secrets are revealed when there's individual interaction it is when there's copulation when there's an intercourse that is when pregnancy can take place and which leads to fruitfulness most of us our lives are not becoming fruitful because of the fact that there is no real spiritual intercourse with the lord there's no real depth deep relationship with God. Our relationship with God is just based on our, even our interaction with others. You are, you are just in church, you are party, we have come to church, we are there. you have come to show your dress, you have come to wear your whatever, your high heel, you have done your latest makeup, you have done your, your, your latest suit or your latest agbara and you, you are there and then you sing a little and you look around a little and you give some little offering and no. You got to go deep. So tell somebody go deep. Amen. Spiritual appetite. 
begin to have a special love for God. You see, if you don't, if you don't have a special love for God, you cannot sacrifice. You can't sacrifice. And the devil is baiting us with worldliness. So that our focus is shifting gradually away from God. And eventually it's going to fry us up. First John chapter 2 verse 15 to 17. First John chapter 2 verse 15 to 17. He says, I like in the King James Version. Let's read it together if you, if you can. One, two. a scripture every Christian must know and must live by. Love not the world. Tell your friend, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. That means that there are things that are in the world that you don't have to love. He said, if any man love the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. Period. So, how do you know that the love of the Father is not in somebody? When the person places a higher premium on the world and its system. Now, what is it that is in the world that we are not to love? He said, oh, he said, for all. So, what are the things that are in the world? <laughs> eh? The lust of the flesh. You see, these three things were the things that made Adam to fail and was driven out of the garden. And the same three things that Jesus was tempted by and he overcame. The first Adam missed it, but the second Adam won, all based on how they submitted their will to the will of God. Amen. Amen. All, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, food, material things, the lust of the eyes, nice things, and the pride of life. So the girls, the gold and the glory. The money. The women. And the men. Slash men. Eh? Yes. Pride of life. Do you know who I am? Do you know my name? You, you listen to your name and listen to my name. Eh? Whose name is that? Look at the, 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 the way your weight, your name is so heavyweight that when we're even pronouncing it, we, we, we can't finish it. The last of the flesh. Last of the flesh. In the garden, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she, she took of it. So, so they were subjected to lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Because the devil told them that when you eat it, you will not die, but you shall be as gods. So you, the pride of life, of wanting to be as God. Meanwhile, already who was God. A child of a dog is a dog, and a child of a goat is a goat. So the child of God has God inside of him. And according to Psalm 82 verse 6, it says that all ye are as gods. Amen. Now, when it comes to the temptation of Jesus, the Bible says that when it comes to the temptation of Jesus, the devil took him, the first he met him and says that if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. That's the last. Bread is to feed what? The flesh. So what is it that the devil wants to feed your flesh with? And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So you must, you must live by the proceeding word. Tell somebody, live by the proceeding word. That's the reason why you must look out for the word of God on a daily basis. A, a proceeding word. The word of yesterday may not be able to take care of you for today. 
So you must all have fresh words. Someone say fresh word. Yes. Fresh word. Then number two. He took him where? He took him up to a high mountain. Showed him all the nice things of the earth and he said, if you will bow to me, if you submit to me, I'll give you, I'll give you Hollywood. Give you Las Vegas. I'll give you California. I'll give you Accra, Ghana. Eh? Give you West Hills. Give you Legon. East Legon. I'll give you Botiano Beach. I'll give you all those nice places. I'll give you Izeluzu. Uh, go for your holidays. I'll give you the whole of Kakum. Give you. If you bow to me, last of the, the, the eyes, then the pride of life. He took him up to the pinnacle and said, throw yourself down and angels will come and hold you up. So you trying to show your crutchy powers. Yeah, pride of life. Pride of life. But we must make sure that, that, that's what Bible says that love not the world, neither the things of the world. All that is in this world, the Bible says that it shall roll away. It shall roll away. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all other things shall be added unto you. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, we are, you, you, you can't, Paul told Timothy, give yourself holy. Just what you holy. Because if worldliness fills you up, you can't give yourself holy to God. You prefer to go and look for money. I'm not saying money is bad. Please forgive me. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that put God first. Amen. In John chapter 12, verse 24 to 26. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Amen. And he says that he that loves his life shall lose it, and he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. Wow. And if any man serve me, let him follow me. What did Jesus do? He went to the cross. He took his cross. So if you are to follow him, then you are to follow him by taking up your cross. Let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. And if any man serve me, if any man serve me, him will my father honor. Do you want the honor of the father? Serve the Lord. Many people are looking for honor. You want to be honored. I want to be honored as a nice madam. Honored in my home, honored in my marriage, honored in my business, honored whatever. True honor is given by God himself and he alone. Hallelujah. And in serving God, you've got to serve him sacrificially. Tell somebody, serve him sacrificially. In Exodus chapter 10, verse 24 to 26, when it got to a time when the people of Israel had to leave the promise, I mean, to leave Egypt, after the blood had been shed, a blood sacrifice had been made, I mean, prior to that, they had gone to Pharaoh, and then Moses said to Pharaoh, God wants us to go. And in the 24, Exodus 10, Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your heads be stayed. Let your little ones also go with you. And Moses said, You must also give us what? Sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. Our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not an hoof be left behind. For thereof must we take to serve the Lord our God. 
the thereof. That means that with our, our cattle, with our animals, must we use to serve our God in sacrificing unto him. Amen. Amen. So it means that in, the, in your service, you must serve God with your might and your means. The two M's. Say might and means. That means that serving with your physical strength and serving with the resources that he has given to you. Serve God with your substance. Make major sacrifice for major breakthrough. If you want major breakthroughs in life, you must always make major sacrifices. Amen. You want to get a first class, second upper, when you go to school, you got to make major sacrifices. Amen. Anybody worth a pinch of salt that has ever done anything appreciable on this earth had to sacrifice, had to push himself, had to push herself to be able to get something done. Amen. And, and so we need to be able to make major sacrifices if we are going to, if we are going to be influential, if we are going to be special, if we are going to become major achievers in anything. Now remember that in this world, there are pressures. Somebody say pressures. Now the key to overcome a pressing enemy in your life is by sacrificing. Satan will be placing pressure on you. And you also have to apply pressure on his pressure. Can I have an amen? Yes. In your home, there could be poverty, there could be ignorance, there could be shame. What will wipe away the shame? What will wipe away the ignorance? And what will wipe away the poverty is the sacrifices that you make. The sacrifice you make will, will stop the pressure of poverty, will stop the pressure of the ignorance and pressure of shame. Whatever is a pressure on you, may the Lord give you grace to overcome it. By sacrificing. Can I have an amen? You sacrifice by fasting, by having extended prayer times, by giving of your life wholly unto the Lord. Giving of your family unto God. Can I have an amen? You see, what you don't give, you don't get. When you learn to give your life, you give your family unto the things of God. Every time that you sacrifice, power is released. Tell your friend, power is released when you sacrifice. In 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 24 to 27, we see a scenario whereby the king of Moab was fighting against the king of Edom, the king of Judah, and the king of Israel. So three kings were against the king of Moab. And this happened because the king of Moab decided to rebel against giving uh, sheep and other things unto the king of Israel. So king of Israel went and then got two other kings, Judah and Edom, and said, join me, let us go and fight this guy. Now, when they started the fight, it got to a time that the battle was saw against Moab. And Moab, the king of Moab, called Mesha, went for 700 men who were distinguished in fight, fighting. He had swords. They knew how to wield their swords very well to fight against the enemy. And they still couldn't prevail. Then he took his son who was to inherit him and sacrificed him on the wall. Can you put it up? Or oh, you guys have a challenge? Okay. So he sacrificed a son. And the moment that he sacrificed a son, Bible says there was an indignation against Israel and the battle turned. And, uh, and uh, is, instead of they being weak, they became strong and Israel retreated. It means that whatever is fighting you, are you here with me? When a sacrifice is made, 
that thing will retreat. Sin was fighting us and pursuing us. Spiritual death was pursuing us. Poverty was pursuing us. Satan was pursuing us. But when the blood of Jesus was shed, when God played the card of giving his son Jesus to die on the cross of Calvary for us, pressing us, Satan had to retreat. That's why he said, Oh death, where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is thy victory? And now by the grace of God, because of the death of Christ, you now have the power over sin. That you can say no to sin. You can say, no, I won't steal. You say, no, I won't fornicate. No, I won't tell the lies. Earlier on, we couldn't help it than to do it. But now, by the grace of Christ, by the sacrifice that Christ made on the cross of Calvary, we, the enemy has retreated. <laughs> Amen. Is, Egypt was pressing hard on Israel till the blood was shed. And they smeared blood on the doorposts. And all of a sudden, this man said, quickly, we can't pursue you again. Have your liberty. So you can see that whatever that has been following you will leave you when you make a sacrifice. That's why Jesus said, one time his disciples couldn't cast out a certain spirit. And he said, this one goeth not away, but by fasting, by, by what? Fasting and by prayer. And if you are fasting, it means that you've got to deny yourself food and comfort. Sometimes you have to leave your family, depending on the type of fasting you are making, you are doing, and go elsewhere, separate yourself, and be talking to God. Sacrifice by not watching your best television programs so that you can be listening to the voice of God. Can I have an amen? So sacrifice that you make causes your enemy to return. Your poverty will return. Your shame will return. The confusion will return. Ghana went to World Cup and uh, we're the first African country that was gunning to go get into the semi-finals. And we're doing very well. And we shot the ball into the goalpost. The goalpost was there. The ball actually had beaten the goalkeeper. If a goalkeeper is beaten, that's it. Then there was this rascal. He said, for the ball to enter the goal, no, 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 no. Because the moment the ball enters the goal, they have to return. They have to go home. So, he's, by the rules of football, if you are not the goalkeeper, you don't touch the ball. That's it constitutes a foul play but the guy decided to to catch the ball <laughs> he used his hand to hit the ball and they said okay for what you have done go out he sacrificed himself but in sacrificing himself they are pursuers the black stars had to return home quick are you getting what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to let you understand is that sacrifice will stop your enemy from being able to pursue you. Sacrifice. Hallelujah. And so God is calling us that we need to sacrifice. Every enemy pressuring hard will turn around as you make the sacrifice. The next thing sacrifice does for us, because Bible says that Jesus sacrificed as a, a, an example for us. We ought, to, we ought to do the same. A sacrifice is the key to overcoming stalemates. Someone says stalemates. 
Now, what's a stalemate? It's a situation or a continuous fight that no one seems to be winning or gaining the upper hand. So, a situation, it looks like one moment this one is winning, then it turns the other way around and goes on and on and on and on. But there must be a decider. Sometimes they are playing football and a good coach who is a good tactician will introduce a, a game change. Are you getting me? And that game change, you may uh, put somebody in there, take somebody out, take another person in and ask him to play in a particular way and that stops the stalemates and then they eventually will win. May any stalemate that you are engaging, may God give you the upper hand. There was a stalemate between Moses and Pharaoh in relation to the deliverance of Israel from Egypt. And there was a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the Lord then told Moses and the people of Israel, Exodus 11.1, 1, in response to the statement, God said, I am bringing one more card. Thomas said, one more card. Yeah. And what was the one more card? The one more card was the blood. Someone said the blood. He said, I am bringing to you Exodus chapter 11, verse number 1. Exodus 11, verse number 1. Lord have mercy. Is somebody being blessed here? Exodus 11. And the Lord said to Moses, I will bring what? One more plague. Mm -hmm. On Pharaoh and on Egypt. On Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from here. Wow. So God has one more card. When the enemy thinks he's winning, there's one more card. Someone say one more card. And what was the one more card? In Exodus chapter 12, verse 3, God told the people of Israel, every household must get a lamb. That's what they a lamb. Can you read it for us? Exodus 12, verse 3. Every household must get a lamb. Say, so it means that you must have your lamb. Tell somebody, have your lamb. Uh, Exodus chapter 12. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, mm -hmm. saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb. Every, every man must take for himself what? A lamb. A lamb. Amen? Amen. Now jump to the verse number 5. Uh huh. Verse 5. Verse 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish. First, he said, Every man shall take a lamb. And now, now we move from a lamb to what? Your yeah. lamb. So everybody must have your lamb. And what do you use your lamb for? Continue. Verse 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish. Mm -hmm. A male of the first year. Mm -hmm. You may take it from the sheep mm -hmm. or from the goats. Mm -hmm. Verse 6, now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. Mm -hmm. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two door posts. Wow. And on the lintel of the houses mm -hmm. where they eat it. Mm -hmm. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, mm -hmm. roasted in fire, mm -hmm. with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Mm -hmm. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire. Mm -hmm. Its head with its leg and its entrails. Okay. Now, they were, every household was to kill what? A lamb. And the blood was to be put on the doorpost. And the angel of death was going to come into the land. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. So your ability to escape the operation of the spirit of death... And the negativity and the stalemate was based on the fact that you must sacrifice your lamb. 
Amen. You must sacrifice your lamb. Everybody must have his lamb. That means that everybody must have something you are sacrificing. So in serving God, there must be something you must sacrifice. Sacrificing of your time. Sacrificing of your resources. Serve the Lord with whatever that you have. Hallelujah. If Jesus is our master and we are his disciples and he came to sacrifice and Peter says that he came to set an example for us, then it means that we must follow his example. Not necessarily by being crucified on the cross, but we have our own kind of cross that we have to, you know, let go. So it means that to, to sacrifice means to let go of some things. That's what they let go of some things. Maybe sometimes you have, you have an issue with somebody, you want to quarrel with the person, let go of it. Amen? Let go of certain things. You may be right, but let go of it. You may be right, but you will not be righteous in going to fight. Hallelujah. And you have to let go of your children to serve the Lord. Let go of your spouse to serve the Lord. Tell somebody, let go. There was a time, there's this great man of God called Kenneth Hagin. He's going to be with the Lord. Great man of God. Many. Africa has really been blessed by this man's ministry so much. And he had this beautiful wife. And when the man was a lot younger, he had a heart condition. And then he collapsed. And then the Lord told the wife, do you know that I can take him to somewhere whereby he will never come back to you again? I can take him somewhere where you will never get back to but the woman understood why. The woman, even though the man was, a, as a man of God, would travel, he was a travel evangelist, would travel up and down. She never really complained to the man about the man's movements, but in her heart of hearts, she didn't like it. So there was a kind of a competition. And God said, look, this guy is mine. I'm the one who ensured that he gets, he's alive for you to have him. So I can take him. But when the woman resolved now that, Lord, you can use my husband. He can go and do his evangelistic work. He can do this and that. I give him away. I sacrifice him unto you. Use him. He didn't die as a young person. The, that lady had the husband till the man was 86 years old. Called Aretha. Yeah. Some of us, we don't want our husbands every day, every day church, every day church, every day. So when your son is coming to the house of God, every day, house of God, every day, house of God, where should they go to? There are people that every day, they are at some pub. Every day, they are smoking shisha. Every day, bottles of beer. Every day, they are at some unholy places. Are you getting me? I'm not being judgmental. I'm only trying to describe. It's a description. Please. No, nobody should feel offended. Are you getting me? And you, 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 you don't have a problem with the person going there. But you have a problem that your child is serving God. And it's interesting that even sometimes people who may not even be your relations have a problem. Say, Every day he's in church. Every day he says, a church, his father's property. Yes, that's his father's property. Yeah. Yeah. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. What you try to gain you end up losing it. And what you lose, you end up gaining. Amen? You see, if you don't sacrifice, you can prematurely lose something. You can even die prematurely. <laughs> it's a key actually to destroy premature death in your life. I don't have much time. Look at Exodus chapter 5 verse 3. I'll show you a scripture. To indicate that. Exodus chapter 5 verse 3. You, you may read it for me please. Exodus chapter 5 verse 3. 
Moses said, let's go. Who is reading Exodus 5, 3 for us? He said, let's go and sacrifice so that God doesn't attack us with the pestilence and the sword. Look at it. Exodus 5, verse 3. And they said, the God of Hebrews, no, mm -hmm. the God of Hebrews has met with us. Let us go and we pray the three-day journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. Are you getting me? So your lack of sacrifice can cause a certain pestilence to come upon you. In a certain church. Are you here with me? There was this deacon who as the church was growing, the church had to make sacrifices to expand the property. But because he didn't want to make the sacrifice... He opposed the, the, the reconstruction of the church. He opposed it. But later on, he decided to go and build a nice house for his family. And something that was going to bequeath to his two children. And after he had finished building it on a nice uh, mountainous landscape, as they were going on a, on a highway, they decided to veer off and buy get some ice cream. For a strange reason, the man had gone in the kids were in the car and they decided to cross the road. As we were crossing the road, an articulated truck came all the way and hit the two kids and mashed their bodies on the road. And the guy said that when he heard the sound and he looked up and realized that it was his children, he got close to the body and as he was trying to collect the pieces of the bodies of his kids, he heard God ask him, you said you will not allow my church to be built. You said you want to, you are building for these children. Now collect their bodies and take them. Now this is not a story. The person said it himself. He said, you said you will not allow my church. You will not sacrifice for my church. You said you like your skin so much. You said you want you to build for your children. You, and you, you don't want my house to progress. And you are not ready to sacrifice for my house. And you are building for these children. Now collect them. Take them to that house. The man with tears, he himself said, he said, later on, he was giving a testimony about learning to sacrifice and obeying God and getting involved in the things of God. Those of you who will not allow your wives to get involved in the things of God. He said, I didn't marry this person. I didn't marry a pastor. I didn't marry a deacon or a lady deacon. I didn't marry this person. I'm not letting my husband go and serve God. I won't let my children serve God. Hey! I want them in my house. They must be around me. When I cough, they must be there. When I sneeze, they must be there. When I throw my hands, they must be there. I won't allow them. Be careful you don't lose them. But the man said, despite the fact that he opposed the building of the thing, now he himself, now he had to sacrifice. What earlier on he opposed, now he had to agree and give money for the reconstruction and the expansion work of the church. The church is quiet. We are frail. I tell you, we are frail. We need God. It is a big privilege. To be used by God. See, when I finished school and I said I was going to do full-time, I remember this girl, young girl who cut me and said, you are stupid. You are foolish. You are stupid. I know they don't understand it. They don't understand why you want my sacrifice. You're going to school, you're an intelligent guy. There's a great future for you. And you say, you are not going, you are everyday, everyday church. I remember somebody asking me, did you come to university to learn or you came to preach? I said both. Some of you, every time your children are there, you can, listen, you can give your children the best of education, they can become monsters. And all the sacrifices you are making for them, it will get to a time that your children even don't know you. You live like a person who is a childless person, who never got a child. You call your children, they only, ask, they only respond when they want to respond. Pastor friend once said, he said, he said, Sometimes my children, sometimes they are there, they say that it is when they need me that they need money, that's when they call. When they need money, when they need something, that's when they call. 
You can have children. Listen, you better direct your children. Better direct your family. Thank God for the people that were asking the young kids and co who are there trying to do something in the house of God. People can sacrifice to take their children to go and learn how to play football and sit there. I know people who sit there for hours for their children to go for football training, for people to go for ballet dancing. How to dance? Ballet. What do, you, what do you get for ballet dancing? It's a dance. And you are happy that your child does, how does it do? He, he's a, a ballet dancer. Ballet dancer. But your child doesn't know no scripture. No scripture. Nothing in the head. Your husband knows nothing. You can turn the head of your husband in any direction for your sake, but never for the sake of the kingdom. Not to coax your husband and say, let's go. Let's kneel down. Let's pray. Because you probably were the more spiritual person. Some of you want to come to church, you never get hold of your husband and say, come on, let's go. Or your wife. He said, we are all going. You can force them into everything, but when it comes to God, it's okay, I forgot. Yeah, you are of age. You can choose what you want to do. Remember, we are going to stand before the judgment throne of God and give an account of our lives. Some of us started well, but we are falling off. It's time to get back on track. You see, when you are fighting with somebody, you don't fight with him to the end. Eh? And you now put down your gloves, he will finish you. Nobody should put down their gloves. Keep on fighting. Keep on keeping on. Don't give up. There may be some fiscal things you are looking for now that you haven't seen. But God is a good rewarder. God will remember you and reward you. And you will be the lifter up of your head. He says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Plans of good and not of evil. To give unto you a future and a hope. And to bring you to an expected end. May God bring you to an expected end. As you serve him, may he bless your bread and water. May you become like the Susannas and the, and, the, and, and the Marys and the Marthas. Who were strong supporters of Jesus. Who gave of their substance to Jesus. Sacrifice always releases power. Because Mary and Martha and Lazarus were strong supporters of Jesus. When, when Lazarus passed, four days he was in the tomb. And when Jesus got in there, he performed an amazing miracle. Three major miracles happened. Number one, the spirit of the dead person had to get back into him. Number two, his body had undergone or had started decomposing, so there must be a recomposition of his body. And number three, the spirit or the disease that killed him also must be taken away. And these threefold miracles happened because of the fact that these were people who honored Jesus, these were people who were interested in the things of God, they were strong supporters of the work of God. How much of your money goes into the things of God? How much of your time goes into the things of God? Throughout the week, you've been working for Pharaoh. You go up and down. When it comes to weekends, how much of your time do you spend for the things of God? When was the last time you evangelized with somebody? When was the last time you went on your knees and you started praying, even for a family member and for people who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior? It's every time prophetic meeting. Lord, bless me. Kill the witches in my life. Lord, help me. Mijimawarie, Mijimawarie, Ayaba, Mijimawarie, Baya, Mijimawarie, Baya, Mejuma, Bra, Baya, Contra, Bra, Baya. See how self centered. When we say, let's pray for the work of God, let's pray for souls, let's go for evangelism. No sacrifice. Should I be the one to go and somebody will squeeze their face at me? I won't do that. Ladies and gentlemen, the life that we have, we have to use it to serve you. Give yourself wholly unto the Lord. Give yourself wholly unto the Lord. Serve him with all your hearts. Make all the necessary sacrifice. And 
May the Lord cause his heavens to be open and pour you out on common blessings and on common grace over your life. As Jesus came to sacrifice, so are we also called to sacrifice. May we escape all satanic schemes set against our lives. May God give us an upper hand against, against the enemy. May you run through your troop and leap over your walls. May it be said that you are a strong supporter of the Lord. You are a sweeper in the house of God. Yeah, some of us, we should ask yourself, since you've been part of the church, what have you been doing? Since we, after the lockdown, we came to the church, what have you been doing? Before the lockdown, some of you were doing some things. After the lockdown, now, you see, after the lockdown, things have changed, but you must also do some things. And the, some of the things that we're doing, we have to change the, the, our formula. Amen. So if we are told you cannot do something this way or whatever, you don't take offense and say, I won't do anything again. You are not hurting anybody. It's you, you are hurting your own self. So change and start doing something in the house of God. Everybody look for something. Look for something. Decide that my life will count in the kingdom of God. When God looks at me, God will be proud about me to say that this is what I've been doing. When you come here Saturday, you see how some people are sweeping this place, they are cleaning this place, they are doing everything. You can serve God with your might. You can serve him with your means. The Lord bless you. The Lord show you kindness and cause you to experience uncommon favor as you serve him. May he bless your bread and water. As long as King Azariah saw the Lord, he made him to prosper. The Lord make you to prosper as you serve him. The Lord be the lifter up of your head. The Lord go ahead of you. Cause every mountain to be leveled and valley to be exalted. May every crooked path be made straight. May God give you a new song and a testimony. May you run through your troop and leap over your wall. May you escape all the arsenals of the wicked one. And a hand that is lifted up, may the Lord make you a champion over your enemy. The Lord make you stronger than whatever is an enemy to you. And cause you to walk in uncommon greatness. Receive the blessings of greatness. The blessings of multiplication. The blessings of fruitfulness. The blessings of victory over your enemies. Amen. May the rains of God come upon yes. your life. Amen. And may your life become like a watered Amen. garden. Ever fruitful. Amen. And ever flourishing. Amen. May power be released unto Amen. you. As you serve the Lord yes. in Jesus name. Everybody say a big Amen. Amen. If you are here and say, Preacher, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want him to be the Lord and master of my life. I want him to be the king of my life. I want you to raise your right hand wherever you are. I'd like to pray with you. You want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, the king and master of your life. Wherever you want to dedicate your life to him. You want God to touch you and anoint you and use you in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me, thank you for loving me and for sending your Son Jesus, sending your son Jesus to, die on the cross to die on the cross for my sake. For my sake. I dedicate my life, I dedicate my life unto, you. unto you. Take my life, Take my life and let it be consecrated, and let unto, it be consecrated unto thee. Take my moments, Take my moments and, my days, and my days and let them flow, and let them flow in ceaseless praise. In ceaseless praise. I, pray, I pray, put your hand into my hands. Hand Lead me every step the way. May I run through my troops, I run my troops and leap over every wall and, every wall and, escape, and escape every temptation, every of, the temptation enemy. of the enemy. May I use my life, I use my life to serve you fully. May I be a sacrificial person to live for you all the days of my life. Thank you, Thank you for, loving me. for loving me. I turn my back, I turn my back to, worldliness, to worldliness and I embrace, and I embrace the, power the, the power of the cross and the blessings of the Lord. In my, life. in my life my steps, my steps I wash with butter, wash with butter. My, feet my feet are anointed, are anointed with fresh oil, 
fresh oil. As my days, as my days so shall my strength, so shall my strength be. be. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In, Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. Precious name. All that you have ordained for All me, ordained for they me. are locating my race from today. From today. Whatever, that I lost, Whatever that I lost, I thank you, I thank you for restoration, for restoration restitution, restitution, repayment, repayment reimbursement. In Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you are sick in the part of your body, put your hand over there. I would like to pray with you, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray for your blessings, healing of every sickness, to lose your power in Jesus' name. You are believing God for a miracle. Put your hand on your chest. I pray also for you. Special miracles for your people. Meet them at the point of their needs. As they have come here into your house, this is a house of blessings. Let them carry uncommon blessings. Uncommon blessings. Uncommon grace. Uncommon promotion in their lives. Make a way for them. Let every mountain be leveled. Valley be exalted. And crooked path be made straight. In Jesus' name.